welcome to the You Got This podcast. My name is Yasmin and I'm here to help you get through some of those tough life situations that we might not always be fully prepared for. So today on the show, we're going to be talking about buying a house, properties, like all of those first steps into getting into the property ladder. And today I've got my great cousin with me. Ashley, introduce <laughs> yourself. Thank, thank you. Um, yeah, I'm I'm Ashley Walker. I'm the director of Pope Avenue. Pope Avenue is a property investment consultancy. So we we aim to sort of help investors through the, the sort of life cycle of them buying properties, renovating properties, and building a portfolio. I'm also a director of a couple of other um, sort of not, not what's the word not consumer facing customers or not customer facing businesses yeah. so yeah I've got a couple of a, a few property businesses but the main one that you will see me um parading is that the right word parading is um <laughs> is Pope Avenue so that's my that's sort of my brainchild and my baby okay nice 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 so how long have you been doing that for then uh, so Pope Avenue I've been doing it full-time now since August 29 sorry September 2019 yeah prior to that I was building it in the background um, so I've, I've been I, I say on my sort of you know business and property investing journey since the start of 2018 so okay. basically three years now okay okay yeah. so what made you want to get into like investing in property in the first place everybody that I ever heard of that was really like rich and I had money <laughs> had properties <laughs> so it was just a money thing there really it was, initially it was completely a money thing like yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. that tells you that they get into property because they love houses or they yeah love, is is probably talking rubbish like yeah yeah you know we always hear about the guy down the road that i you know he's worked hard and he's got 10 houses and you know that kind of stuff so yeah that's always kind of been the the, the main thing um yeah, don't, don't let people guess it. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's definitely the money. It's, it's money. definitely the fee. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. So, like, obviously I wanted to kind of talk about, because I've, I've, you know, I've bought this house mm. and it's just been, like, it's cool now. Like, everything's, like, chilling now. But, like, you heard me the amount of times that I called you. I'm like, oh, my God, actually, like, I can't do this with the house. I can't mm. do this with the house. Like, so I kind of want to, like, get people prepped for those kind of things that, they would not know unless okay. they actually went through it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, like, can you think of, like, something that that you had to go through? So not even necessarily just as, just during, like, the job that you're doing, but, like, just generally, like, when you got the yard, you're like, rah, like, what the hell is this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think... You know, my first experience of, like, purchasing a property when I was about 19, 20. Um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I purchased my first residential home. Okay. Um, yeah. With my dad. So, that was kind of like an eye-opener. Yeah. Back then, you know, I was young. Um, You know, I was earning decent money, but never had any interest in buying yeah. properties or anything. Obviously, it was an unfortunate event anyway where yeah. I ended up purchasing the house. Yeah. Um, but, but in terms of sort of starting... um. Things to things to look out for, like yeah. things that are gonna sting you. Um, so, like, all right, for example, yeah, because I think this is something that I'm still figuring out, like that area, because okay. 
moving to this area, like it's a it's a cool area, it's quiet mm. and all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, okay, where's the schools? Mm. Like where's the as a as like a black person, like where are the black people? Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like those kind of things, like have you noticed anything that you would you would personally look out for if you were gonna be buying a property personally? So the thing with personally, like I can I can advise people all day yeah, on yeah. investment properties. Yeah. When it comes to personal properties, your personal residential property, that all goes out the window. Yeah. Because you're buying emotionally, um, True. you're buying with your family in mind, you're buying with all these different kind of things in mind. So it kind of leads into sort of my thought process at the moment. Yeah, with, yeah. You know, people from our community still being in the inner cities, you know, in your Hopkins, yeah. Vincent, Greens, Hansworth, and then talking about moving out to areas like this and maybe further. Yeah. My question always is, is what, what for? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, yeah. and not in a bad way, but, um, you know, in certain areas, you know, at 10 o'clock, if you're hungry, you can go and get mm, fried yeah. chicken, rice and peas, mm. do whatever, you know mm. what I'm saying? You can go mm-hmm. to the shop. You know that shop's going to be open at one o'clock in the morning yeah, if yeah. you need it to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that there's been a there's been a there's been a move away from the inner city mm-hmm. um, from you know people from our background for a little while. Yeah. For me, first and foremost, before everything, I always you know my community is in my heart. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, and my yeah. people are in my heart. So I keep saying to people, if you move to Warsaw, um, you know, if you move out to Northfield and all these kind of areas, mm-hmm. trying to get away from what? Sometimes I ask, you know, mm. we know the ills of the community. We know some of the things that happen in the yeah, community. Yeah. So I can understand people trying to move out. Yeah. But we've got a community, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've got roots that not our parents, but our grandparents laid. Yeah, and even true. some people's great-grandparents. So when you, when you kind of come out to certain areas, you've got to be... You've got to be aware that you're going to have that cultural adjustment. You know, yeah. without even talking about a house. Yeah. We're just talking about this cultural adjustment straight away. So when you're driving around and you're looking at areas and you're thinking about areas or someone's mentioned something, you might have a drive around and you might, oh, Randy, it seems quiet. Yeah. You know, it seems all right. And that that ticks a lot of boxes straight away. Like, yeah. oh, it's really nice. Like, you know, I ain't got holy cars driving up and down and going yeah. mad. Yeah, yeah. But then you do then start thinking about, okay, in a few years, when my kids start going to the primary schools and yeah. stuff, what's the demographic? And that's yeah. important. That's important. It is definitely. It's, it's very important. It is. Um, you know, and then you start thinking about your amenities mm-hmm. um, and and all those kind of things. And and ultimately, those are the kind of things that you should really be chopping up before you start looking in the area. Mm. But as I said to a lot of people, I mean, it's taken me twenty minutes to get to your house now. It mm. only took me a little bit long because I need to jump out my car. Yeah. So. You connected in Birmingham, so yeah, you can yeah. be anywhere in twenty minutes, half an hour. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't take me that long to be anywhere. Yeah. Um. So in that sense, it's still quite small. So yeah, your area maybe maybe doesn't matter too much. Mm, yeah. Um. But that it ultimately it's a personal choice. You know, are you close to your mom? Are you close to your your, your family yeah, friends? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? If the shit hits the fan, are people just around the corner that can yeah. potentially help you out? Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or are you so far away that you, you probably feel disconnected. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying? So those are the kind of things that ultimately you got to chop that up before you even start 
looking for a house and looking for areas. Yeah, it's true. You know, for most people, property prices are going to dictate where they're able to buy. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is why we've probably seen, again, people from our community go probably further out. Yeah. But then what they don't realise is you just end up in an end out of the ends. It's true. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It might not be an ends filled with black people. Yeah, yeah. But it might still be an ends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah. It's true. It, it, you know, it's, it's a personal thing. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, when I first, when we were first, like, looking to buy a house and um, we were looking at Riley Regis. And there was a house there, and it was amazing. Like, I wouldn't have had to do anything to it. If I was going to do anything to it, it would have just been cosmetic. And I was like, nah, this yard is crisp. But then when we were driving there, I was like, I was looking around, and I was like, hmm, this is very non-brown. And I was looking through the car, because I thought, maybe it's just, maybe everybody's just in bed. (laughs) It's Saturday, you know what I mean? But then I was looking through, I was looking in the cars, like, going back and going there and going back I was like there's nobody here and that was something that was like really concerning for me because obviously it wasn't something that I was thinking of it wasn't like I was like six months pregnant or anything but I was thinking definitely when I'm gonna have kids like and we're not gonna like sit here and pretend like this stuff doesn't happen but when I have kids I don't want them to be like the token black, do you yeah. know what I mean, in the area and all. I think yeah. that that's really important. For sure. And it's not even just because of, like, their own experiences. It's for them to experience mm. stuff as well and learn how to treat people. Mm. Because this is just my opinion, but I feel like if you're in, an, if you're in a multicultural area, you're not going to be shocked, like, when you get into the real, when you're an adult and you go to work or, you know, you go to uni or anything like that. And it... I feel like it prepares you, or it kind of like des not desensitizes, but like it just gives you the opportunity to treat everybody fairly because you just you just brought up that way, you just around that you know loads of different types of people. So that's the kind of thing that I was thinking of when yeah. you know what I mean when I was um I'm when I was to buy a house. Yeah. So I'm with you a hundred percent on that. You probably know people still now, like black people that when they get into like I said maybe into the working world or, or certain places where there's authority figures mm. they struggle to communicate yeah, um, yeah and it makes things difficult I yeah. always 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 give thanks to football because as much yeah. as my well both of my schools were, were fairly multicultural mm. um and to be fair when I was in primary school I don't ever really think I thought about race yeah once I got to secondary school was a little bit more not blatant but apparent yeah, yeah. But, but my school was a really good mix yeah but because i had also been brought through football yeah i was always engaging with you know mainly white people so i, I could yeah you know i understood you know there's certain jokes there's certain ways about them just like they yeah. might not understand certain things from our background yeah, like, yeah i yeah. don't know for instance us probably just being loud yeah you know they might see us talking or yeah. whatever and they might be arguing but we're just talking just you know talking, what i'm saying yeah, so yeah, yeah. all those kind of cultural yeah. things um and it's diff- it's difficult to get a snapshot of that when you're looking in an area yeah unless somebody that you know is already in there it's re- it's almost impossible yeah um and i think the thing that we always got to remember as well is we we represent a very, very small minority of this yeah. country. Yeah. Um, obviously, in Birmingham, West Midlands, it's different. Yeah. That, you know, we've got certain areas where, you know, yeah, we're yeah. represented more. But I think when we're looking at certain places, we've got to understand that. Yeah. You know, it's difficult to find kind of that balance. Yeah. It does almost seem as 
if you're either in it or you're out. Yeah, it's true, you know. It's definitely true. I feel like around here, the area that we're in at the moment, that was a bit of a shock to me because mm. initially I thought, okay, it's over, it's over. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is close to the ends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't, but it is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be surprised at what a roundabout would do. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's completely <laughs> different. So, yeah, that's that's something that I wish that I had taken into more consideration when I was actually looking for the house. Not to say that I hate it around here because I don't, because it is really quiet area. I ain't heard a, I ain't heard a blue light in ages. <laughs> and then when there is, I'm like, rah, what's going <laughs> on? Yeah, you know I mean, like this one must be really going yeah. on. But <clears throat> compared to Smednik, where I'm hearing it every day, like at least once a day, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? So that's that that's definitely something that I wish that you know I I just focused on a little bit more mm. because I don't know obviously we're in a pandemic at the moment it's hard to kind of like get used to the area because I'm not going outside but you know it's just one of them ones really it's just one of them but I'm sure that if, I'm sure that wherever you go you can adjust to mm-hmm. wherever it is that you are going to go because it's not like I'm just going to hop up and jump and be like because obviously when you're renting, you can. You can just yeah. be like, nah, I'm not feeling this, I'm going. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I'm I'm in this bitch, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm really here, so... So you got the benefit of hindsight now, right? Yeah. And I don't want to take over your podcast. No, no, no. Where would you go now that you kind of know? Would you, Is there somewhere else that you would go? I definitely, like I've said to myself, next time I move, I definitely want to be in Birmingham. Mm. Because I don't know if... Anybody from Birmingham compared to like Sandwell understands this, but like when you're in Birmingham, when you're from Birmingham, you're going to Sandwell, Sandwell feels like a completely different country. Like, not country, obviously, mm. that's an exaggeration, but it does feel different. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even though it's literally like a hop and a skip away. So, that's one thing that I definitely am going to do next time I move. Um, like the areas that I was thinking of that that I've probably been around a lot more, like, growing up, so I have that kind of experience. But, again, things can change. It's probably, like, the Harborns and the Bearwoods. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's still, it's still, like, an affluent area. There's still mm. affluent areas, yeah, but there's still, there's still some hoodness about them. Like, mm. I, this is, this is just my, this is just my perspective, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Selliot's too far. Yeah. Selliot's too, it's nice, like, Selliot's proper nice, but it's mm. just too far. Do you know what I mean? And them Northfields and... Two, mm. Nah. <laughs> so you see, when you talk about those areas now, all I think is... Of, all I'm thinking is investment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just think investment... So I I think about Harborn, and the first thing I think is Harborn is is the place, if anything, in Birmingham. Yeah. One of a few, you know, Sutton and Harborn. Mm. Super expensive. That's, mm. all that's, that's all that I can think straight away. Yeah, yeah. Um, even then, Bearwood, you know, you've got pockets of Bearwood that are... Are Sandwell, then you've got bits that are still Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. M- more so, without generalizing too much, but more so the parts that are in Birmingham, and it's literally only just what you know the difference of a street, but mm. expensive again. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard because it's hard. It's you know, you, you do have to think about you know, especially when you're thinking about kids. Yeah, we have to. We do have to think about uh, that stuff. It's mm. the same thing. That, things that I'm thinking about now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, as you know, my oldest is going to be going to senior school. Eighteen months. Do you know what I'm saying? So we're yeah. kind of where you was. You know, last year, eighteen yeah. months ago, we we're like, okay, where do we want to be now? 
you're just taking into so so many things. What can we afford? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, mm-hmm. where do we actually want to be? Mm-hmm. Where can we afford to be? Yeah, yeah. You know, where's going to be right for our kids growing up? Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course we want somewhere nice and quiet. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We want somewhere where you've got maybe a bit of greenery and you've got parks yeah. local and stuff like that. Yeah. But also similar, like I grew up in the hood. Yeah, I, I I need. I feel like I need my kids to experience that sort of like, yeah. street smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Definitely. So, so how am I going to get that balance? Obviously, a lot of my people are still around there, but mm. I, I don't really want it to kind of be a visiting thing. Like, oh, yeah, it's not the same. My posh cousin or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It, 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 like striking that balance, I don't know. Um, mm. and and you know that's that that's one that's not not kind of like a. a you know, it's not a non-negotiable that, you know, I kind of want to still yeah. be close because at the end of the day, I want my kids to be alive in 30 years. That's the main thing. Yeah, you know 100%. what I'm saying? Um, but, but getting that understanding of different cultures and being able to be around other cultures, you know, mm. there's there's enough people that, you know, I, I can go into one of my Indian friend's house mm. just just like going to one of my white friend's house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. like, like I can probably go into a Turkey, my, my Turkish brethren's house or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. because I've experienced these people Growing up, I understand their customs. I understand yeah. the way they are. You know what I'm saying? Ultimately, they ain't much different to us. Yeah, you yeah. get what I'm saying? But I wouldn't want my kids to grow up in a place where they feel alienated. Yes. That's where the eyes yeah. feel like around yeah. them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that, you know, we already got, my kids already going to inherently have problems. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to add to that yeah. in any way. It's so hard, isn't it? Because it's like you proper, these are all very valid things that you think about, but you can't help but overthink it do you yeah. know what I mean because obviously mm-hmm. it's very important because it's, it's your kids mm, do you know what I mean course. and the whole going back to like what you're saying about the whole visiting thing like there's nothing better than experiencing that kind mm. of stuff yourself like I kind of feel like those those kind of more expensive areas mm. don't have the they don't have the feeling of community mm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's more like yeah, neighborhood yeah. watch yeah, yeah, got, do you know what I mean no, and, yeah, no. and like <laughs> you would obviously want you would want your kids to be able to go to their bridge's house and it not be a problem yeah. or like you feel safe because you know my bread like my bedroom's gonna look after my kids and all that yeah. like it's it's just a natural thing without having to kind of be skeptical if that yeah thinking. yeah mm-hmm. constantly thinking so i didn't realize mm, i thought it was just me just being like oh what about my kids but mm-hmm. obviously it's everybody else it's a real, well, it's a real so. concern yeah real definitely concern. definitely so like Going on to like the actual purchasing of the house, like when I when I um bought or well, going through the process of buying this house, there was just bare stuff that I was like, <laughs> why is this happening? Like, I don't understand why this is happening. Mm-hmm. So like I must have had um I must have made like a company's house for just some company that I was trying to start off. Yeah. That was a big shocker because the guy was like, you need to close this down. You need to close this RAS down now because I would have had to have given taxes and given proof of tax and all that kind of stuff. Like, do you know, like, quite a lot of that? If you're self-employed mm. rather than having, like, a stream of income from an employer, yeah. like, what are the steps that you actually need to do to prep for that? Because that was a proper surprise for me because I was like, I don't understand why I need to close it if yeah, yeah. I'm not doing anything with yeah. it. So if, if we're talking... If we're talking about, uh, let's talk about residential mor- mortgages, yeah. you know, just buying your own house. And before I go any further, 
this isn't financial advice. <laughs> Very well done. So the FCA can run away. Um, so, to answer your first question, the difference between a self-employed mm. mortgage uh, or getting getting a mortgage as someone that's self-employed versus employed. Mm. Um, self-employed, yeah, is more difficult. There's less lenders in the market. Okay. Um, you know, whereas standard residential, if you're employed, you're earning, you know, over 20, 25K or whatever, mm. kind of good to go. Um, obviously, with self-employed, just due to the nature of how you work can come, mm. you know, lenders want to see... Uh, uh, if a lender sees that you work for Argos, they want to see three months of statements, yeah. six months of statements. You're yeah, working yeah. for Argos. Argos yeah. ain't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Whereas if you're, um, I don't know, creative director of your own company, mm. they want to know that this company has been running for a while. Mm. This company is going to be around for a while. Yeah. So that's why your your self-employment and all your returns and stuff com- comes under greater scrutiny. Yeah. But also, I can show you basics and I can show you a, a bank statement. Mm. Whereas self-employed, you might get two grand here, 10 grand next month, mm. and then for three or four months, you might not... Yeah, you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it comes under scrutiny. Obviously, since the crash of, of 2008, um, which I think was both kind of just young enough to kind of escape a little bit, still mm. felt the effects. Mm-hmm. Um, but since then, just lending per se, is you just come under loads more scrutiny. Like, yeah. these lenders are looking in your bank statements. Yeah, yeah. They are looking at them. So if, if you're a... If you're a person that every Friday, um, you know, it's get down, shake your beauty time, then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and yeah. you're spending, and you're popping bottles on a Friday, and, you, and you're spending £200 yeah. every Friday, yeah. your lender's going to look at you and say, okay, we spend £200 every Friday, so here's what we're going to do. You know the, the, you know, there's something called affordability in it, yeah. what you can afford, so I don't know, you earn 25k a year, the, the mortgage lender's going to look and say, okay, what... What other obligations have you got? Yeah, what, yeah. Have you got kids? Mm-hmm. Are you paying for childcare? Are you paying for this? Are you paying for mm-hmm. that? Now, probably years ago, they would just look at the bigger things, you know, car finance, mm-hmm. current rent maybe, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they're looking and saying, hold on, every two days, you buy a box of 20 fags. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's, I don't know how much fags are, 20 pounds. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, they're looking at that and saying, okay, you're doing that every couple of days, over a month. Um, you know, you're gonna buy 15, but you know, it's, it's gonna be 300 pounds a month, yeah. So, you can't then turn around and say to them, Oh, I'm not gonna spend that, I can actually afford this thousand pound a month mortgage, yeah, because actually, I'm not gonna spend that 300 pounds. Mm. But guess what? I've, we've looked now, looked at six month year statements, and every two days, thing, yeah. you've done it, so you ain't gonna stop. So, recent, well, you know, the past few years, lenders are, are looking at that detail, really? and and People are not getting passed because of affordability because of those kind of reasons. That's mad. I it's didn't crazy. even realise that it was bad like that. But they go through it with scrutiny. So my, my advice to anybody that is thinking about buying a house is once you've got your you know deposit and, and, and that kind of stuff sorted, mm-hmm. um, well, well before then you want to be making sure your credit's right. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Your CCJs, you yeah. haven't got any defaults, you haven't got anything on your credit report that you're unaware of. Yeah. Um, but then after that, on that sort of lead up to you going and getting, you know, a decision in principle or trying to get an agreement in principle, yeah. clean, clean your shit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, can I swear? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> clean your shit up. Yeah, like, yeah. Make that make those bank statements look perfect. Yeah. You get paid 
on the 25th, yeah. your rent comes out, your yeah. phone bill comes out, your car insurance comes out, mm-hmm. and then guess what happens after that? Not much. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just chilling. Not yeah. much. Like, yeah. I might buy a Chinese on a Friday and, and listen that book. Look, you know, I'm, I'm responsible with my money because this yeah. is what lenders are looking for. Right. Okay. Ultimately, the last thing a lender wants to do is take the property back off you. Yeah. But they will if they have to. They're, you're, the, the money that they've, because all they've done is lend, lend you the money yeah. to buy the house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They own that house. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And uh, as you know from the crash in 2008, plenty of people lost their houses. Oh, yeah, I know. Repossession still happened. Yeah. Like it's, you know, these, these kind of things happen. So the lender will always just de risk themselves as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. And then if they're de risking themselves, that means ultimately. The risk is on you. You have to take the risk. You want a house, the risk is on you. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go, kids. <laughs> Something to take into consideration. So, like, um, when, okay, so going through the whole process, just reminding myself of the whole process, obviously I had to do this, like, not the full um process during lockdown, but literally, like, the very end, like, the completion yeah. stage and stuff. Can... Like, can you give like a summary of these are this? I want to do this. I want to have this chat for like people who have no idea what's okay. going on. So, like, what's the process of like actually buying the house? Like, what would like from the viewing to the yeah. far to do that? Okay. Um, okay, let me try. Yeah, I'll try and make it kind of concise. But, okay, yeah. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Day one, you've made that decision that you know you potentially want to buy a house. Yeah. Um, Obviously, the, the first thing you got to think about is finances. Yeah. So, have you got a deposit? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, disregarding lockdown a little bit, you, you, you can, generally you can, you can go and get a 90% mortgage, which okay. means you need to put 10% deposit down. Yeah. Um, during COVID, like a lot of lenders pulled those products. There were even 95% mortgages. Yeah. Lenders pulled them. Mm-hmm. So, 10% mortgages now are starting to come back. Starting mm-hmm. to, so, I don't know, your house is worth 100k, easy numbers, you need you need 10 grand mm-hmm. as a deposit. Now, once you've got that 10 grand deposit, um, what you want to do is either speak to a mortgage broker, mm-hmm. or if you've got decent online banking, um, I know Halifax does this, you can probably go on there and get an agreement in principle. Mm-hmm. So you can go on there, put your details in, you know, I've worked this job, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, banks are going to have majority details yeah. anyway. <clears throat> and then you get you can get what's called an agreement in principle. Yeah. So then the bank will say to you, um, okay, you can lend based on your income and outgoings, what you're mm. currently doing, mm. you can borrow 100k off us. Mm. So you know you can go out and buy a house for, say, 100k, yeah. put 10% deposit, you might be able to get something for 110. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got that agreement in principle now. Yeah. So you, you research in your areas again. I'm not going to go too much into that because that's it's a very personal choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you find it, you find the area. You start looking at houses that 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 you're looking at. Yeah. Um. Now, depending on your situation, do you want a house that you can move into straight away? You just need to bring your furniture. Mm. Are you looking at something that you might need a new kitchen, maybe mm. a spruce up of a, of mm-hmm. a bathroom, um, or are you looking at something that is in much bigger need of a refurbishment mm. now if you're going down uh, if you're going to get a residential mortgage the chances are you won't be able to get a mortgage where where the property needs a lot of work yeah cosmetic stuff kitchen bathrooms cosmetics yeah, easy yeah. um so yeah you start shortlisting properties you start going out on viewings now 
you go in there to view in's kind of armed a little bit better. Yeah. You know the max, max purchase price. You've yeah. got your deposit. You've got your agreement in principle. Yeah. So to an agent, you're a good bet. Yeah. Because you're not coming in kind of, oh, you know, I'm just starting my journey. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I want to buy a, you know. You're like, yo. I've got my things set. I've got everything set. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm looking at five houses in the area. One of them's going to be the one. Yeah. Um. So yeah, okay. You go, you go, you go and see a house. You like it. You make an offer. Mm-hmm. So you make the offer. The agent then puts the offer to the vendor, the seller. Um. You know, there may be a, a little bit of back and forth. Mm. Um, but ultimately, you hope that the, the seller's going to agree a price. Yeah. So you agree a price. This is where, like, you really start now. So you've agreed that price. The agent then is going to do what's called a memo of sale. So it's mm. going to say, right, you're buying this house for 100 grand. Mm. Send it off to your solicitor, mm-hmm. which if you haven't appointed a solicitor, um, your agent will potentially be able to recommend you one. Mm. Without dissing agents, from what I've heard, nine times out of ten, the, the solicitors that the, you get recommended to are generally just crap. Okay. They're getting, a, they're getting a little bit of a kickback as well. Okay. Um, so beforehand, you might want to speak to family, friends, relatives or whatever who mm. have worked with a, a solicitor as a conveyancing firm, maybe on their house. Mm. If it's straightforward, it's just a residential purchase. You mm. don't need to go to a conveyancer with, you know, any sort of particular abilities or skills. Okay, yeah. Some of the things that you want to ask your solicitor is, um and, and these might be difficult questions to ask but mm. it, it gets things off on the right foot mm. um obviously what their fees are how much you're going to charge yeah. there so you're looking at you know a grand 1200 yeah. pound um you want to know what their workload's like mm. straight up okay you, you want to know how they prefer to communicate okay. so if you're a stress head and you're going to be emailing your solicitor every couple of days mm. you don't want extra stress Obviously, this and not emailing you back, yeah, or not calling me back, yeah. Now, hash that out at the start. Mm. Listen, when it comes to the crunch, um, how do you want me to communicate with you? Do you want a quick phone call so we can just quick catch up, or do yeah. you want an email that I might need to wait 24 hours for a response to? You know, yeah. them kind of things yeah, because yeah, yeah. otherwise, you can get really frustrated yeah, when you feel like you need something and your solicitor's like, I'm good over here, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying, yeah. So, you instruct your solicitor, um, your solicitor then goes to work. Mm. So your solicitor then gets what's called, um, you know, like your local property searches. Mm. So they will check things like the title register, um, okay. which which is basically the ownership of the house. Yeah. They would then do um, the local searches, which generally it's like a flood search, coal mining search. Make sure you haven't got any old yeah, coal mines in the back of your house. Yeah. Um, loads of different searches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, again, for a residential purchase, you don't really need to worry about it too much. Mm-hmm. One thing to note, if you're buying a house that's got, like, extensions mm-hmm. um, or gone up into the loft or anything like that, your solicitor will have to check if there's building regulation sign-off. Okay. So, basically, that it's been done to, to a decent standard and yeah. signed off by the local council or independent contract to say, you know, this property is good. Yeah. Um, so, all that kind of stuff will come back in the searches. Mm. <sighs> searches... Could be six to eight weeks. Um, oh, yeah. Could be could be six months. Yeah. Like I've had cases go on for ages. Whether it's a case of the vendor solicitors, mm. the buyer solicitors, somebody in between, the agent. It, it, there's so many moving parts that it can fall down mm. 
in a number of places. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so you solicit goals, you solicit goals away, do the searches. Mm-hmm. During that time, you're really just chilling. Um, yeah. you, you know, you would have probably, you would have in that time progressed to a full mortgage application. So that's when, you know, they want to see bank statements. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're that. working with a broker, if you're working with a good broker, mm. the, the advantage of working with a good broker versus going through your bank is a broker will say to you, okay, you can say, look, these are my circumstances. Yeah. These are my partner's circumstances. Mm. And your broker will sit there and say, okay, um, actually, we're not going to go over there because I know it's a straight decline. Yeah. Um, you might tick some of the boxes here, so they may be okay. But these few are the, are the right lenders for you. Yeah. These are the rates that are offering. They will then speak to their business development managers mm. in those lenders, which you would hope they've got relationships with. Yeah. Um, and as much as they don't rubber stamp it there, mm-hmm. You know, you want to see if you're going to get good vibes yeah, from, definitely. from that lender, definitely. but that's gonna your broker's gonna tell you all this stuff. Um, so yeah, you're doing that on your side, which it's not a lot mm. if you're self employed, it's going to be obviously yeah. more, yeah, yeah. Um, but this is where you just you're just producing your information, passport, driver's license, yeah, all, all that, all that standard kind of stuff. They're running their checks in the background, obviously, credit checks, all, all that kind of stuff. Mm. Solicitors then doing their thing in the background, running all the searches. Now, at this time, you're probably going to have a lot of back-to-back with your solicitor, mm. um, with your broker and your lender, mm. and potentially also the agent. Really, the agent's just there to kind of hold everything together. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the seller wants to sell, you want to buy. Yeah, yeah. All they've got to do really is manage that relationship okay. uh, and manage the different people. Your solicitor may say, man, I've been waiting for three days for a response from the seller's solicitor. Yeah. This is where you just phone the agent, shoot them an email and say, oh, can you just give them a push because it seems yeah. like the delays over there. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So you might have a lot of that. Um, and then ultimately you get up to the point where you need to exchange. So the exchange is an exchange of contracts. Yeah. That's now the legally binding part. So mm. once you ex- exchange contracts, mm. ultimately there's no going back then. Mm-hmm. Um, on exchange of contracts, generally a, a 10% deposit will be passed over. So you would have already gave your money to your solicitor prior yeah. to this. That then is passed over. If you were to pull out after exchange, before yeah. completion, you're going to lose that money. The um, deposit. Yeah, you're yeah. going to lose all that deposit. I've never seen or, or known of anyone that, that has lost it personally. Mm. What a lot of solicitors will do is exchange and completion at the same time. Yeah. So you exchange contracts and, and then you complete all the funds mm. and put through the solicitors, sent to your solicitor, your, your mortgage lender will send the funds to you it just starts going yeah, everywhere yeah, yeah. and then you complete then you're good then okay. the house is yours okay so that's is it was that a long or a short one or kind of in, the, in between nah compared to what we actually had to go through that was short <laughs> <laughs> that was short have i gave the good version yeah 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 okay so, so, what, what, what were some of the, the issues that you came across in our, and i'll try and kind of explain maybe why they've come up or how they've come up or um, I think it was, I noticed more things after I'd actually exchanged and completed. So the first one was obviously the self-employed thing. Yeah. Um, I was like, I, I just didn't understand why that was a problem. Because I was like, it was just more <clears> like, <throat> I haven't I haven't done anything with it. Like there's yeah. no money coming in or anything like that. So. That one is a weird one. Um, that, yeah, that one's a weird one. And you do get lenders that are picky. Yeah. Simple, because... I don't know, lenders think some, some mad stuff, but again, mm. their their whole job and the underwriter's job is, yes, they want to give you the mortgage, but they've got to de-risk it as much as possible. Yeah. So they can ask those questions or yeah, they yeah. can query things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want the house, 
you, you, you're going to answer and you're going to respond. But that one is a weird one because it wasn't a company that you were drawing any profits from. No, not at all. It wasn't listed anywhere on any kind of employment or anything. No, no, no. Yeah, bit of a weird one. Yeah. To be fair, actually, one thing I would probably say as well, because I was, remember when I used to contract, mm. obviously you're technically self-employed, mm. but just make sure that you've got your taxes and your corporate tax and everything straight with HMRT, because they will not tell you <laughs> they will literally just leave you chilling with all this money thinking that yeah yeah, yeah everything's pushed you and then like five years later they're like you owe us seven thousand pounds <laughs> why are you not giving this to us you said that you said that very much like it happened now it wasn't like seven that. grand oh, okay. it wasn't seven yeah. grand but it was just an inconvenience do you mm. know what i mean and then even if you pay it <clears> off it still comes up so like for example when we were buying the house i had paid off whichever corporate tax that I needed to pay on. Mm. That was like two years before we bought the house, but it still came up. Like yes. you need to make sure that you've got this in order. So just make sure yeah. guys, like if you do self, if you are self-employed in any way or you contract or anything, then just check that with HMRT because they will shake you. Yeah. Um, There's no blagging, man. There's nah, no blagging. There the, the, the best thing I would, I would advise people to do is sit down with a broker as mm. soon as possible mm. a good broker someone that's recommended yeah um they 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 t- they're going to tell you up front like the angle that you can get in or yeah. how you're going to get you a mortgage what's the best way these are the things that you need to have in order mm. so it might be 12 months before you're intending on purchasing something yeah you go and speak to your broker then and your broker is going to be looking and saying okay you need to clean this up or this is your main account so you can't be gambling out of it that's one yeah, thing yeah so that's one thing that i've heard people turn down lending for gambling gambling really yeah so again if you're smoking 500 pound every week on bet 365 <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah like you're gonna be like okay like, well, what happens when it's mortgage money it time <laughs> this guy might try and flip it and, you know what i'm saying so yeah. and, and the underwriters are potentially not going to tell you that mm. because the lender is under no obligation to tell you True. I just don't want to lend to you. Yeah. What are you going to do? They don't have to tell you why today. What are you going to do? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, don't be gambling, guys. <laughs> don't be gambling. But yeah, so there was that. Um, another thing that, this was more so when we actually got into the property, and I'm still not 100% sure whether or not it's it's very important, but the surveys, like the, the property surveys, because I know that you get like a, you get like a, standard one but then you can pay for like a proper in detail one yeah and sometimes because just for as an example in the back garden in on the wall there's like a crack it's like looks like movement Mm. and i was told by someone oh you need to you should have had like a survey done because then you could have got some money taken off like the property and stuff but i don't know how like legit that is um, a bit of a negotiating tool. So, obviously, for somebody that doesn't particularly know what they're looking at at a property, mm. um, my advice there would be to, yes, get a full survey done, mm. a comprehensive survey, mm. not just a quick, you know, standard sort of home buyers. Yeah. You, you Ultimately, you want to make sure the roof is good, the yeah. structure of the house is yeah. good. Um, those kind of things, you know, a lot of things can can change and be upgraded, but yeah. there's certain things that are going to cost you a mad bump. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. whoever mentioned about the crack, potentially right. Yeah. So, say for instance, you walked in here mm. and 
you, you know, for the some stuff that you thought structurally looks a bit weird. Yeah. You could use that as a bargaining tool okay. and say, look, estate agent and, and, and current owner, mm. it's going to cost me about five or six grand to, to, to get this done. Mm. So I know you want 100 grand for it, but I'm only going to offer you 94 or 95. Yeah. Now, in different markets, in different places, where that, that potentially can happen. Okay. Um, as the market is now, yeah, <clears throat> got no chance. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Well. No chance. <laughs> All right. Then, um, fair enough. But but it can happen. It and again, can, yeah. Let's say, for instance, like this house. If you didn't buy it, this house would have been snapped up ten times over. Mm. I'm telling you that now. Mm. Even if you don't know it, like mm, this would have I been snapped know. over ten. Because houses like this, sort of single family homes, mm. are in need. So they're in need. So this would have gone. Okay. Um now if it was a, a house that had probably been sitting on the market for six months or so, it, it's it's probably on on for four hundred grand or something, four hundred and fifty K. A little bit different then. You've got a little bit of room to negotiate, you know okay. what I'm saying? But it's just okay. like negotiating anything. Yeah, if yeah. things are flying out the door, you can't negotiate anything. Yeah, if yeah. it's sitting there a bit you might have an angle, you know okay. what I'm saying? But definitely get a sur- um a survey. Yeah, yeah. A proper survey. Don't just rely on the one from the mortgage company. Okay. Because yeah. all the mortgage the mortgage company, yet again, they'd be riskier. What I found recently is there's a, a lot of mortgage companies aren't showing the valuations either. Um the surveys, the results okay. of the survey. So you're paying four, five, six hundred pounds for a survey and valuation, and you haven't you don't even get eyes on it, you're not even allowed to look at it. That's that. That's a point actually, because I ain't seen mine mm. and I've asked for it as well. Yeah, and yeah. I've been told by the solicitor, oh, it's fine. Like, literally, that is like <clears> the <throat> response that I got. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, okay, well, I'm not a solicitor, so yeah, it yeah. must be fine. But your, solicit- your solicitor's been lazy. Because um, oh. <laughs> ultimately, you pay for it. Yeah. You get it. If, if your lenders, like some lenders will say, um, I think I've seen the clause recently, something along the lines of like not available to a third party, something stupid yeah, like yeah. that. I'm buying a property, I ain't a third party. I'm the one that's paid for it. <laughs> I am the party. No. Like, but yeah. again, they are the lenders. Yeah. So when they turn around and say to you, um, we're not going to lend to you, like, like we said earlier, they don't need to give you a reason. Um, mm. But something like a survey, like I said, there's different levels of surveys as well. Mm. So you want to get a really comprehensive one, especially if you don't really know. Or if you've got a family friend or family member or one or somebody that's a builder or in the trade, maybe yeah. bring them along so they can kind of just like oh, really okay. see the things that yeah. you might not. You know, you're gonna have to do that. Or you yeah, know, you're gonna yeah. have to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah, def- definitely, just to protect yourself. Yeah. You don't want to buy a house that's a dud. Plenty of people um, will try and sell duds. Now it's it's agents. It's an agent's prerogative, obviously, to help the seller. Yeah. And to make that sale and to mm. make their commission. Mm. Don't think for a second that estate agents have uh uh what's the word? I was gonna say property professionals, but that's rude. If they are property <laughs> professionals, don't think that they're experts yeah. in in houses. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? As you've already as you've already alluded to, like there's there's so many different moving parts when it comes to properties and yeah. purchasing yeah. that you've kinda you kind of want to have an understanding of every little bit. Yeah. You don't need to be an expert in it, but you just need to, like, oh, if there's a problem here, that's solicitor, not yeah. agent. Yeah. Or yeah, if yeah. this comes up, it's you, maybe not you. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, so much to think about. This is what I'm saying. Like, if I had this conversation prior, <laughs> then I would have been, like, chilling. It wasn't that stressful for me. Did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 now, you know what, though? It might have scared you more. 
I think that's probably why I didn't because I don't know. I don't know why. I just felt so overwhelmed with the whole concept of buying a house. <clears throat> I was just like, I'm just gonna go with the flow, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever this list till the end broker tells me, I'm just gonna just go with it. And to a point, you have to rely on them, on the experts, because mm. they are professionals. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you have to rely on them to a point. Mm. Um, and you can get analysis paralysis. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. sit down there and just be like, oh, the house has got to have this, this, this. If it's got a little cracking, I ain't buying it. Or yeah, if it's yeah. got, if this is, I ain't buying You know what I'm saying? You can, yeah, just go, yeah, yeah. You can go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's mad. It's all mad. Oh, wow, we're over that now. It's fine. It's <laughs> it fine. All good, man. It's all good. So, like, there were things in the house that you you remember mm. me balling on the phone to you about. <laughs> yeah. That obviously you're not gonna clock. Like, if you're just viewing a yard for yeah. like ten minutes at a time. Mm. So, like for example, this is a tip for everyone: if your yard smells like fish, that's burning electrics. Fish or piss, that's burning electrics. So make sure you get that sorted. <laughs> It's not somebody because I've proper thought the person who sold me this yard has got a vendetta against me and they just hid a fish under the I proper did because I was like, How come my yard smell like fish? I don't smell like fish, guys, so I'm just putting that out there. But yeah, it's you're burning electric. So, is there anything that you can check like during your your viewings or, or stuff or whatever that can give you an idea of okay, that's that or mm. that's that? Like, what can you look at? Because like I say, when I was looking, um, when I was viewing the house, I didn't see anything wrong apart from like, oh, I just need to decorate. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, of course. But, but there were other things that obviously I've told you about that I was mm. like, this is actually, I would not have bought the house if I knew yeah, this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know what? Looking at that, just on that point, mm. in hindsight, I think he would have been silly if he didn't buy the house because of that. Really? As much as I know it, it pissed you off. Yeah. But well, I wouldn't have not brought a house because of that. Because it's easy. Is it because it's just easier? It's, it's like, yeah. Okay. It's, in my head, it's, it's like it's 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 fairly simple. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is it's not not a home for a, a year. Like, yeah, true. true you buy true, a home true. to this is it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um. All right. So just to kind of reword that question, then, is there anything that you could look for when viewing properties, like inside the house? Where you where you'd be like nah yeah. like that's not cool. Okay, so first thing is is on your approach to the house, mm. make sure you're checking for any cracks. What like in the drive or like in, in the, the road? Anywhere, in, not in the road, in oh, the drive. No. Okay. In the in the brickwork at the front. Yeah. Um, anything that maybe is lopsided or offsided. Okay. Yeah. Potentially signs of subsidence. Okay. Um, you wanna as much as you can look up towards the roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so these are things that are going to cost you. Yeah. So subsidence is going to cost you. If you need yeah. to underpin your house, it's going to cost you. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if it's not picked up by sur- the surveyors for the lender and things like that, mm. you find you've got movement in your house a while after it can be, can be very expensive. Yeah. Um, your roof structure. So mm. you want to have a look up at the roof. Um, again, if your roof starts leaking and that kind of stuff, mm. and you have to replace your whole roof. Mm-hmm. That's something again. You want to kind of have an understanding of, yeah. or have it costed into yeah. to your refurb. Um, okay, so when you, when you walk in, you want to look for any signs of damp. Yes. Yeah. So around on any walls. Yeah. Um, in corners. Mm. Don't be afraid if you're going on viewings, um, especially if the house is unoccupied, to ask to move 
things like wardrobes or chest of drawers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They can hide damp. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. damp could potentially be quite costly, especially if you're really just working on a budget where, mm. you know, you've got your deposit, mm, mm. you've got your legals, stamp duty, and maybe a little bit of, you know, change mm. for contingency. So definitely look for damp. Um, boiler mm. is always a big one. So are you going to be able to move into that house and, 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 and live, and live yeah, straight away? Yeah. Um, and obviously then kitchen and bathroom, you've got to just check, make sure that is, is effectively to your taste. Mm. Um, because again, there's so many different ways you can go. You can go in and, and I'm going to rip everything out of here and mm. start again. Or mm. actually I'm going to move in here and I'm going to probably make some improvements as I go on. Mm. Um, but those are probably the main things because those are the things that are going to cost you yeah. the most. Boiler and the structure, the roof. Mm. Your electrics, um, you want to look at your RCD, which is a fuse board. Okay. So, it's, I think, come like electrics, it's just forever changing. Yeah, yeah. The regulations are all changing and stuff. So, have a look. If it looks old, like really old and dusty, mm. the chances are you're going to need a new RCD yeah. uh, to get up to current regulations. Mm. If it's super, super, super old. So, these are the little things that you just kind of pick up with experience. So, yeah. If the house was potentially, um, if it was an older couple, you know, eighties, mm. nineties, or whatever, when you hear that they've been in the house, oh, they've been in the house thirty or forty years, raised mm. all their children, whatever. Now, the chances are it might not have had a rewire. Yeah. Now, your rewire ain't lasting fifty, sixty years no. until you start getting a fishy smell, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, yeah. this, this is these are the things that you need to sort of. Okay, do I need to rewire this whole house? Yeah. That might cost me two and a half grand. Yeah. Depending on where you are in the country, it might cost you more, mm. depending on how big the house is. So those are the little things that you need to kind of be aware of. Mm. Um, as much as I hate, 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 hate new build houses, mm. and I really wouldn't recommend them to anybody, mm. depending on, you know, where you're at with your journey and, and your finances and stuff, mm. that might be a decent bet for... A lot of people yeah. generally look on with warranties. Don't ask me how good those warranties they are, good. but they are with you know with the yeah. house builders, and you've got certain government sort of back schemes that that yeah. stuff. So it might, that might be the route. Um, but again, those are the kind of things that over time, anyway, at some point you may have to change anyway. Like yeah. your boiler's not going to last a lifetime if you've yeah. been here, yeah. uh, depending on how long you're going to be here. Mm. Rewiring, you know. I don't know what to say, every 30 to 40 years, something like that, I don't know, 20 okay. years that you might need to get it done. But again, if this was done 30 years ago, but it was done really well, it might just be the fuse board that you need to yeah. Um So th th there's loads of different little yeah, things yeah. to take into consideration, but those are the main ones. Yeah. The structure, the boiler, the roof, any damp coming in, yeah. um, and obviously any of the obvious ones. I'm trying to look around and think. Yeah. Well, yeah, any other, other obvious ones. I'm trying to make it too much, but, you know. No, no, no. I'm looking to <laughs> this, like, experience, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Okay, no, that's that's really insightful because even some of the things that you were saying just now, I was like, mm -mm, let me write this down because I don't remember thinking those kind of things or, like, anything like that, even even now being in the yard. So, yeah, no, that is, that is really insightful. So, yeah. There we go, guys. Those are the main things about looking and buying a yard. Thank you, Ashley, for coming and joining me on the little podcast.
Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we will catch up and I hope to hear from you next time. Thank you. Thank Bye. You.